It's officially the first couple of days in November here at ESPN 710. You know how I know, Slee? How? That bowl of candy that yesterday, the day after Halloween, had all sorts of good stuff in it. Yep. Right? Really, whatever you liked was in that bowl. Mm-hmm. Today, there's three sleeves of Whoppers and rub-on tattoos. And Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Tootsie Rolls. Yeah, and there you go. Only Whoppers in there. So that's how you know you're like November 2nd or 3rd, give or take, when you're down to Tootsie Rolls. And but by the way, I like Tootsie Rolls, but Whoppers, yeah, I can kind of take or leave those. Can't do both of them. Both yeah. of them, not a fan. Rub on tattoos if you're – they're scratch and okay. sniff tattoos, as by a matter of fact. By the way, I'm in. it oh, took yeah. me a long 30 time. minutes long to today. get all off the sleeves. It's it's all off. Soap and water, or did you have to scrub? Uh, I had to scrub. Yeah. And it, was, did, uh, it was a lot. You did good work <laughs> on those. My skin is kind of raw. You did, you did good work on those costumes. I mean, I know it's not like we went out of our way to make it like we were setting up for an hour and a half. It took me an hour to get that apron on. (laughs) (laughs) But her idea of doing that, I think, worked out. That picture we took was great, too. People loved it. Yeah, that picture we took was great. We looked like we literally came out of a kitchen because we all looked so angry. We looked all angry. My favorite comment was somebody on Twitter that says, Los Taqueros of 710. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Everybody knows. Have you guys all worked in a kitchen? I have not. So, yeah. Yeah, I the Golden Corral situation. Right, I've course. told you that. He before, was he so. nearly was in management in the had, restaurant yeah, industry, I but had, he never had the pleasure. I had the job, but I had to call him back. So like, I feel like any, anybody that's worked in a kitchen before knows the line cook. The line cook looks exactly like this, and they have this undeniable quality about them that makes them so attractive, even if they don't always look attractive. But it's just there's something about them that that is something. So I think we all looked really good in our uh, we line did, cooking. We did. We did look good. I need you to tell the Golden Corral story again, just because some. Somebody yeah. that may not have been listening to us when you told it the first time. That- well, I, this is a simple story. You know, I was 16 <laughs> years old and I was ready to get off and, and Working start at my. Kennedy? Not yet. Okay. This is why I didn't <laughs> call him back. Take me the chronology of events. So here's what happened. I was starting my work career, and who doesn't want to start a Golden Corral? That was kind of my vision at the time. It's like, I'm going to start a Golden Corral. Doing a, what? What were they hiring for? Um, I was going to be, I think, Refilling a busboy bus or something like that. I'd running around doing okay. whatever I'm doing. I had a buddy of mine who was already working there, so I already had an in. You know, that's the other thing is like, in life, it's not about what you know. It's who you know. Sure. So if I have somebody that I already know that's working over at Golden Corral, then I feel like I have an in. So eventually um, I interviewed for the job. And once I interviewed for the job, first guy, the guy told me, I'm an idiot. I'm 16. I was chewing gum. He's like, take the gum out of your mouth. I'm like, wow, we're, we're setting uh, <laughs> yeah. a play. This place is- Nobody told you not to chew gum during an interview? That seems nah, like well, interviewing 101. They could have- the bubble in his face. <laughs> they could have very easily told me. And I was yeah. like, no, nah, gum sounds I'm, good I'm right good. now. Yeah. So then uh, I interviewed for the job and um, a couple days go by. And I get a call from the manager, assistant manager over there at Golden Corral. And they're like, hey, you know, uh, we'd yes. like to offer you a job. And it just kind of paused. And I'm like, can I call you back? <laughs> it's like you asking me to go to the tacos place. <laughs> yeah, it was actually exactly like that. And then I called Dan Duffy, who was the your boy. manager over at Kennedy oh, Recreation okay. Center. And I'm like, look, I got a job offer. I don't know what you want me to do here. But I was going to say, this is leverage 101. I'm like, are we are we are we making it happen or not? Well, they weren't able to do it right then. So then I called Golden Corral an hour later and I'm like, hey, I'd I'd like to take the job. I accept. (laughs) And he said, "Um, we've moved on. (laughs) 
So I'm like, what do you mean you moved on? It was an hour ago. You just offered me. Well, we have somebody else that's more committed, and the fact that you wanted to call us back in an hour, we didn't like that. We have somebody else that said they'll clear the dirty dishes. And I think I think I was chewing gum while I was on the phone with him, that's probably. So good. You know this is funny? We're talking about it worked car. out at Kennedy. <laughs> Yesterday, I went on a daughter you know, daddy date with my thing. We went bowling. Uh, my elbow's killing me. We bowled for like an hour and something. Uh, but then Brenda's been watching the commercials a long time for Bowling Corral. She's like, yo, that looks pretty good. <laughs> we should go check it out. There's one by the house off the, off the freeway. So then I'm like, you know what? Well, as soon as you get off of work, meet us there because we're at the bowling alley. Meet us there. We'll meet up. We get there, Mike knocks out, we have one or two plates, and then we call it a night. It was, it was all right? It was cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, yeah. How sore are you from bowling? Be honest. Really sore. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. The first game, were you fine? Well, the first two games, I was like, oh, yeah, let's go. I'm yeah. like, hey, you I haven't bowled in a while, but I remember, yeah, second, third game, like my shoulder's going to come off. See, I, my I'm arm fine. is done. I have elbow. I'm going to have a UCL, <laughs> uh, have a UCL injury. While I'm bowling, I could bowl for five hours and feel fine. It's the next day, it After. feels like I got hit by a steamroller. <laughs> yeah. That it, it's it's so it's low back, it's hamstrings, it's arm, it's shoulder, it's everything. Yeah, my hamstrings, my butt, like my Awful. shoulder, my arm. Did I'm you do just... the thing where your leg goes out? Like this? Yeah. yeah. I, you know, you try to, like, you, I, you never bowl like that on a regular basis. As you so. get older, you just kind of throw it down this. But when you're a young man, like you are, Hori, you finish with a high leg, like yeah. this one, like your Earl Weber <laughs> yep. or whatever that guy's name. Earl bowl, Anthony. I always bowl like we bowling, and I throw the ball behind me, and everyone jumps around and turns around. <laughs> I love yeah, that. Yeah. I love um, that. Also, speaking of, uh, like, all-you-can-eat stuff, I this girl on TikTok, she goes to different all-you-can-eat places, and she's like a tiny little girl. It's like, she doesn't look like she's, you know, someone who goes to all, all, all you can places all the time. She will sit there and she will time herself how long she can stay at these places until she's asked to leave. Oh, really? What's and the sometimes, time? What sometimes, is it? like, it depends on the places. So, so one yeah. time she went to this place, she stayed the entirety of the day. She was, like, there for, like, 12 hours, and they didn't kick her out. They actually comped her meal because they recognized her from TikTok. You're like, you're going to make a video about this. We're going to comp your meal. Stay as long as you like. Okay. Other places kick her out in, like, four hours after a couple plates. It's just, like, once a manager kind of makes eyes with her, says that they've seen her a couple times, they might ask her, to like, hey, can you leave? It's kind of interesting because you can stay as long as you I want. I was just going to say, Unless it's written down somewhere that all you can eat means all you can eat in two hours or right, whatever yeah. it is. It's some places that are like that. There's okay. an episode of The Simpsons where right. Homer sues an all you can eat fish restaurant because they kicked him out. <laughs> Legally, <laughs> your entry and payment for a buffet in an, is an implied contract. An implied contract is where there are no written terms, but both parties, both parties' actions show the desire to enter into an agreement. In our buffet, and I guess that doesn't that, make any no. Well, yesterday we walk in, there's for sure regulars there because there's people that knew each other from tables. Like, hey, hey, Frank, how you doing? He's like, good, Debbie. I'm good. <laughs> what was the best thing you had? Uh, the pot roast. I had okay. pot roast yesterday. It was tender. It was cool. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like chewy or anything. Yeah. It was like uh, the pot roast and a yeast roll or whatever. And I'm like, okay, Let's roll and never go good. for the bread. That's how they get you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. By the way, there's another place you can make get great food, have great friends, hang out with you, and that's at the 909 Sports Bar at Yamaha Sports uh, Resort and Casino. So Thursday night football has a new home, and join Kaplan, Demarco, Chris Morales, and Seven Ton Fun and Games Department tonight for a party, and we will give away one thousand dollars tonight from four to. Six at the 99 Sports Bar. Come watch the Stillers play the Titans, win cash, and watch football. I like how you say that. Stillers. It's Yin's guys and come watch some Stillers. <laughs> okay. That <laughs> was nonsense, but I like it because <laughs> I, ever since you've taught me Still John, Yinzers, and what was it? These guys? 
These guys. These, first these guys is no, the best. Yeah. Yinzers and Yins. John is everywhere now. I can't turn these around guys. and not see it. I'm seeing. I, it was on TV five minutes ago. It's. I, I don't and know. And so you say Yins guys. You Yins, don't say Yins these guys. guys. Say Yins guys. Yeah, that's I, that's down. high so level. That's stop. like a graduate class. What you're talking about. I'm 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 Yinzer 101. Yeah, but go stop by the 99 Sports Bar, <laughs> yeah. hang out, watch some Yinzers, play some football. All right, so Corey Seager added his name to the following list. Reggie Jackson. Mm. The list is Reggie Jackson and Corey wow. Seager of position players that have won multiple World Series MVP awards. Mm-hmm. He's the only player to win multiple World Series MVP awards with different teams. Obviously, the Dodgers in 2020 and last night with the Rangers. Well, Jackson won it with two teams. Oh, you're right. Second yes. guy there. You're, you're right about that. Thank you. Bob Gibson and Sandy Koufax both won it two times, but they're pitchers and they Dodgers and Cardinals respectively. Watching him play the way he played, and by the way, as great as he was with the bat in his hands, he was equally good defensively. He made a couple of big plays. There was one last night. What Diamondbacks got the leadoff guy on? I want to say in the first three, maybe four innings, they had traffic in the first few opportunities, and. Not that they were plays that you wouldn't expect a major league shortstop to make, but they were not easy plays, and he made them all look very easy. He was solid. He was solid the whole way. Yep. He was asked afterwards, and you got to listen carefully. The audio on this is not great, but listen carefully. He was asked about why the Dodgers decided to move on from him when he was a free agent a few seasons ago. I'm just going to ask you the question that I get texted most, especially this whole series. Why did the Dodgers let you go? Other questions? We'll go to Evan. I don't have an answer. Okay, I, I'm going to play it again. Okay, because you hear Corey Seager just go, hey, I don't know. I don't know. And then yep. very quick, I'm assuming him, that's a PR person jumping in yeah. and saying, hey, is there any other questions? And then you can hear the reporter in the background trying to follow up on it. Listen again now that you know what you're listening for. I'm just going to ask you the question that I get texted most, especially this whole series. Why did the Dodgers let you go? Uh, other questions? We'll go to Evan. I don't have an answer. <laughs> You don't have an answer, but mm-hmm. he clearly does because there, there's just a hint, Al, of frustration, exasperation, and maybe, 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 maybe it's just, dude, I just won the MVP of the World Series. Why are you asking me about my old team? It could just be the, really, now that's what you're asking? I really, really think it's that. Do you? I really think You don't the think timing... that there's a level of frustration that, no, I, why that would yeah, there I'm be? still sore about that? Why would there be a level of frustration? Because he wanted to stay. The guy got 10 years, $325 million, no, no. and a couple years later, he's holding up another it... World Series and a World... No, and, I, and I, a... I get you, but I'm not mm-hmm. saying it didn't work out for him. It clearly has, yeah. but... You know, I was in love over here, and they decided that they weren't in love with me. Now, it worked out. I found my, my wife. We've had a beautiful family. I got a great job. It worked out. But also, out, F them but, a little bit. But I had hard feelings uh, about that. The timing of it, I thought, was incredibly... Look, this is just my opinion. I, I don't think Corey Seager at that moment is thinking of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Probably not. And I think the fact that the reporter is asking that question, there is a little bit... Like, are you really asking me this right now? Maybe in one of those... But sit- why not say that, then? Well, I'd rather just say I don't like. I'd rather just move on from it than give it maybe additional fuel. Because even the reporter was like, "Well, let me follow up on more." You yeah. don't have an answer. Yeah. But there's going to come a time, and I guarantee it will happen. Especially because he's a as successful as he is. He's, he's such a, a good player. A, a two-time MVP, World Series MVP. There's a time and a place, is what I would say. And a time and a place would be. There's going to be an interview down the road, and maybe it's with Jeff Passan, or maybe it's with Ken Rosenthal, or maybe one of these baseball guys, and they're they're hitting every topic that every topic that you want to hit. And you know what one of those questions is going to be? 
It's going to be about the Dodgers. And then I think it's a good question. Then I think it's fair. Maybe even there's something beforehand. Hey, are you cool? Can we talk a little bit about the Dodgers and when you left? And is there any bitterness and this and that? I think there's a time and place. I didn't think it was that. I get what you're saying. I get I get the hesitation of maybe he's thinking this. I think he's just thrown off by the question but personally. If you're Corey Seager too, you're thinking about the memories in your life. The last time you won a World Series was with whom? The last time you won the World Series MVP was with whom? Yinzers. <laughs> so the Dodgers might be in your mind because you're just reminiscing like how far I've come, where I, think, I am. I think Corey that's, Seager, that's, I think Corey Seager is on Dodger fans' minds. I don't think the Dodgers are on Corey Seager's minds. I think Seager's that's a mind. fair way to look at it. I, I, I think, and that's probably the most likely reading of it. I, I, you're probably right, but... You just did win the MVP. The last time you won the MVP, it's not ancient history. It didn't happen 10 years ago. It happened three years ago. And so why, why if you're still playing at this incredibly high level, which he is, you're back in the World Series. You took a bad team. By the way, Rangers have lost 100 games or more three years in a row. Bang, they win the World Series in large part because he was awesome. To, go, to put the two things together, like, wow, you've done this twice. Why aren't you still with the team you did it with the first time? I don't think it's totally out of left field. I think you're probably more right than not. But the response, it, there's just a whiff of, man, those guys, I don't know. And he's I, an athlete. He remembers things. He keeps receipts. They all do. They all do. I, I, I agree with you I don't on know. that. I, I still have a difficult time with what the receipt is. And, and that you – I won a World Series for you that you hadn't done since 1988. Yeah. I wanted $300 million and you wouldn't give it to me. the definition of the Dodgers? It's not personal, it's business? Yeah, but Wait, that's, I think that's the I think that's the frustration that Dodger fans have about the Dodgers front office. But you just answered the question. That it's mm-hmm. business for the Dodgers, but it's personal for him. But isn't it also business for Corey Seager? He got 325 in a – in a, in a state where there is no state tax? Yeah, yeah, but you're 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 ju- you're skipping a step. Yes, ultimately he got what he needs and yes, ultimately he got. But the point of, hey, listen, we're we're good. We're going to offer you two Wait, you're going to do what? Do you not understand what I've done for you? I I don't And it's the the offer whatever it was and and to be fair, we don't know exactly what it was, but it could be looked at as a sign of disrespect. Like you're making the the most bare bones offer knowing that I'm going to get a fortune over here. That's personal. I think the emotions that you're talking about, 100% he's probably felt those emotions, but the original question was, is he feeling it in that moment when that reporter is asking the question? I don't think so. All right, we're going to continue this because Corey Seager being on a different team playing like that is the perfect representation of why the Dodgers are where they are. That's next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. Glenn Campbell, Jorge. I thought it was a guy from Costa Mesa. Rich. Sorry. It's Charlie Rich is who it is. This isn't Glenn Campbell? This is Charlie Rich. Charlie Rich. That's what I said. <laughs> he clearly said Charlie Rich. Are not you know, listening? Did you not know that Glenn Campbell's alias is Charlie Rich? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was wrong. Any other day. It happens. It happens. Oh, I just uh, was going through Twitter here. Uh, Crypto Ray said that don't be surprised if some community members, the Circle of Trust, shows up at uh, nice. Carnitas El Momo. Uh, Get out there. We got here a couple hours until we start to make our way over there. Yeah, I'm going to start with the burrito. Oh, Oh, yeah? The burrito looks good, man. What's in it? Oh, you can put whatever you want. Chicharron, you can put, uh, you know. I'm not ordering. I swear I'm not ordering. This is all on Jorge. In the burrito for a little crunch? No, 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 no. Before they they fry it. Yeah. You you can put whatever you want. I'll show you. Right. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll show you guys the menu. Come okay. out. Anybody wants to come out? Come out. Travis Bine. <laughs> <laughs> eh, we'll see.
We'll see. I still want Emily to come. I feel like I'm, the farther we get into this, the more personally no, th- I'm taking This is it. what it is. It's an oversell now. Now it's... No, I'm not trying to convince her to come. I'm just telling her that my feelings have been hurt. No, she heard it. I acknowledge her feelings. She heard it. She's over two now with you, man. Yeah, the house oh God, and this I did, one. Jeez. I didn't even the house think of that. one. Okay, well, the wow. house had other circumstances. The house one was, was fair, other than the fact that it's so close to where you live, right? Like, how far are you from Disneyland? Maybe half an 20 hour. Mi- okay, half hour. Yeah, I was there until nine p.m. Yeah, you know when you uh, invited her, she's like, "Oh, I'm going to Disneyland that day." That's what happened. I'm <laughs> just I'm joking, Em. Don't I mean, <laughs> I'm joking. Look, I, 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 I'm not like a scorekeeper, generally speaking, but Oh, you're keeping score. I've got a loose Stop. sheet. I in had my something head. planned today that I have already had planned for a little bit that okay, I want to go uh, to. Let's get to the bottom of this. Okay. <laughs> Who amongst us do you hate most, which is why you're not going? <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> She's like, Alex, like just you weren't going, bro. I'm no. just glad that we're getting a nice, good Bobby Knight retrospective right now on ESPN. This is good. I'm just glad that we can really celebrate a wonderful human being like that. My goodness. Can, can we not? Can can we just not? You were very passionate this morning. Well, it's like, it's this thing. Look, I'm, the man's gone, so I'm not going to jump up and down, but this was a guy that was, at best, wildly complicated. At best. Mm-hmm. And probably it wasn't that complicated. Good basketball coach, sure, but I don't know. Slee, let's not make it about Bob Knight specifically. Let me just say, generally speaking, just because you're dead doesn't mean you're a good guy. Mm -hmm. Right? Choking students is probably not a great way to go through life. Laying hands on the student body is probably not ideal. I just I don't know. That's just me. I saw this this morning, and he's bumping somebody's head. Yeah, Yeah. he's had anger control issues. Uh, That's that's, that's an understatement. It's... All these was he a good basketball coach? Yeah. Okay. Cool. What about the rest of it? We're just gonna you know. There's what about punching a cop? What about that? You know what about choking one of your players? What about grabbing a student in the middle of the campus? You know what about doing? that? Yeah. You know what good. they're doing with this? What you do with the ice? Kick it under the. Kick it under the. Yeah, if, if, I'm not the only one that does that, <laughs> no, right? No, I'm not. That's I'm not, I'm not saying anything or where you do it. I'm just saying. So we're getting water over here one day, yeah. and we got the ice machine, right? Yeah, you know how much that. I love my yeah, pellet but don't, ice. You can't do that. So I fill my cup to the the top every yeah. time, and a piece or two. And yeah. they're, they're look, I'll hold one up to the YouTube camera so they can see it. Mm-hmm. Pieces are small. You know, they're little small pieces of ice. Yeah, one or two falls off, you and pick I them just, up. And and well, hold on. <laughs> and and Jorge looks at me like. You're going to kick that underneath the washing machine, aren't you? And I'm like, well, of course I am. So I give him a little kick under the washing machine. And then Parker yesterday is going over there. He's getting water. And then he's getting ice. A little ice cube falls out. And I'm like, hey, Parker, we're going to teach you something here real quick. Kick Parker, him. don't listen to them. Just, just Pick up the ice, bro. It's like a drop of water. It's all good. It's all good. All right. So Corey Seager is in Dallas with the Rangers. He just won the MVP. He should have won the MVP. He was terrific. Yeah, it was. Just and there, n- no hard feelings whatsoever directed at Corey Seager. Every time he came up to bat, I was rooting for the guy. I wanted to see him do well. I ha- I do not have a, man, you left his hanging, vo- not one iota of No, that. and you shouldn't, right? It, he and, and every emotion Dodger fans had, which there was a lot of emotion around Corey Seager through the playoffs, just in general, but the emotion was directed at the Dodgers front office. It wasn't directed at Corey Seager. Th- that, that's it. Yeah. And, and because the Dodgers have gone out the way they have the last couple of years, mm-hmm. quietly, Softly, weakly, and then the 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 post mortem on those quiet, soft exits is, yeah. well, you know, baseball's weird. 
well, you know, sometimes it doesn't break your way. And the, the almost insistence on not changing it, the insistence on you don't understand what it is, we know better, here are the best odds, we're going to run it back, and just kind of saying, huh, at the end of this, and then seeing one of the guys that they, huh, at the end of it, it's deeply dissatisfying. And it's gone from me, you, you heard me say this probably in the middle of last season and certainly before that, Yeah, I'm going to trust these guys to do the right things, to make the right moves at the deadline, to make the right moves in free agency, to make the right trades as far as we're not going to give a bad deal to this guy, but we'll do the, that. I have an incredible amount of faith, and why wouldn't any Dodger fan that win 100 games every year? But then you see this, mm-hmm. and you see a very specific player, a Dodger draft pick who was destined for greatness from the moment they picked him, who hit was a fan favorite, had tremendous amount of success, won a World Series as your best player on that team for that couple of weeks, and he's on another team still doing it. Can I tell you something? It's just so Yeah, but I feel like the bitching and complaining from Dodger fans is all over the place. What do you mean? It's all over the place. Like I don't know what I, – I, I feel like every day – it's directed at the front office, then it's directed at Dave Roberts, then it's directed at Dave Mookie, Roberts then it's directed at Freddie Freeman, Freddie Freeman, then it's directed at Kershaw. Now it's directed not, not at for Corey me. Seager. Not for me, <laughs> not it's at not. Corey Seager. But I, I guess the point my, I'm trying to make is... My frustration is entirely in the management of this. And I'm not talking about the dugout management. I'm talking about the management structure of, well, we'll do it again. And the refusal that to part, break your own rules. I, I don't, the re- the I don't refusal argue that. To, and I'm not saying go crazy like the Padres did and hand out a bunch of money or the Mets. And That's not what I'm suggesting. But occasionally look Change at something, something and mm-hmm. say, you know what? I know we don't like long-term deals, but Corey Seager is about as good a bet as you're going to find. Let's find a way to keep him here. Can I ask you a question? Let's say the Phillies got to the World Series and Trey Turner won the World Series MVP. I don't feel the same way. But I guarantee you Dodger fans would be sitting here saying, okay, hey, there's another shortstop that we should have offered X amount of dollars to. Yeah, and, there, and there would be criticism, but Seager was personal. Seager's personal because Seager is – he's a Dodger, right? Yes. That comes up through the system and had the success that he had and won a World Series MVP. I'm not, I'm not saying that Seager and Trey Turner are the same because they're not two Dodger fans. But I feel like anybody having success, it's look what they're doing. And there's a lot of that. I feel like there's a lot of that from Dodger fans. It's just, I'll give you an example, the um, Bochi. Bochi winning another World Series. I'm sure there's some head scratching going on of saying, well, how come Bochi, who was out of the league for X amount of years, who by the one, by the way, won three World Series when he was with the San Francisco Giants, Bochi's style and everything else that he does, I don't know why Bochi just walked into Texas and won another World Series. He's been to three World Series with three different teams. But again, I, I think I go back to I'm trying to direct where the frustration is. Friedman. And I think the frustration is sometimes it's it, it just shooting so many things because. It's Friedman. It, it, it's look, Mookie was bad, Freddie was bad, but players are going to be bad occasionally. Dave is, I, I almost give him a Dave a was hall talked pass. about a lot more than, than Freddie Friedman, but they're not going to change him. Freeman. Andrew Friedman, right? They're, they're not going to change that. Clearly, they've decided that that's not the problem. I want to come back and talk about Boshi in a second, but let's try a phone call here. Okay. Los Angeles and Rob. Rob, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Hey, Trav. I think you're forgetting some context with the Seeger not being with the Dodgers, Hit mainly. Me that the Dodgers have probably always wanted him to get off shortstop, and he probably didn't want to go. So that was his decision to, to go somewhere else. Second, the 2021 LCS against the Braves, he wasn't good. 
And defensively, he was very bad where he cost us a couple of runs in two different games. And uh, he had never been an elite, elite level offensive player. He's been a very, very good player. And I love Seager. I'm very happy that he won uh, yesterday. But he was never on par with like Manny Machado, Freddie Freeman to warrant a 10 year, $35 million a year contract. Let me ask you this, Rob. You think the Rangers feel like they got their money's worth? Absolutely. But but we're two years ago, Corey Seager wasn't that. No, but three years ago, he was exactly that. And, and, and I appreciate your call, Rob, and I think you bring up some good points. And the my argument is not that Corey Seager never plays poorly, not that he doesn't make an error. And, and, and I agree with what you said, Rob. You're right. That Corey Seager is not, you know, an elite defensive player, despite the fact that he was really good in this one. My point is, is that on a team that has been really struggling to find an offensive identity in the postseason, he's the one guy. And you know what? I'll even throw another guy in there that I'm not a huge fan of, but Cody Bellinger in the postseason had some moments that were pretty darn special. Right? He he did. He had some big home runs. He made some big plays, great defensive plays. But these are guys that I think were not just, well, put Bellinger aside. It wasn't just what you're suggesting as, well, they didn't want to do this or that. They very clearly were comfortable with him leaving. They were not going to try to move. There's a difference between we'll make you an offer or we'll give you whatever you want and you just decide to go somewhere else. That's what I think is going to happen with Otani. When when the Otani thing comes down, if the Dodgers miss out, it's because he decided to go somewhere else. That's not what this was with Seager, I don't believe. This was a... Hey, we'll make you an offer, but somebody else is going to come in way over the top, and we got no shot. All at you, I and heard, we're okay with that. All I heard about Seager was, well, they don't need him because they have Trey right. Turner. Right. That's all I heard. All I heard of, uh, you know, you use some of the examples of Cody Bellinger. Bellinger, for a year, you and I were doing radio, and all I heard was, why is Bellinger? We got to get rid of Bellinger. Yeah. You know what? Let this guy go. This guy is trash. What happened to him? He was an all star. He was this. That that's my that's the only thing that I I point back to is it's easy today to sit here and say I can't believe the front office did this, but then I also heard so many of these same fans that were talking about how well, you don't need Corey Seager why are you going to pay Seager this much money you got Trey Turner waiting right behind you you don't need Cody Bellinger Cody Bellinger has been awful for X amount I'm just using Bellinger as an you. example there that you feel like there's a lot of speaking out of both sides the Dodgers just can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. Eventually, you're going to have to decide to violate your own principles at some point. To, and, and not blow it up, but to your point, yes, they had Trey Turner. Again, another mistake by the front office was not being dead certain that Turner was going to stay. Because if they knew that Turner was likely to leave and you let Seager go... Can I ask you this question? Don't you feel like they already knew that was going to happen and they were already thinking in their head, okay, Trey leaves, Gavin Lux, we don't got to pay this guy either. Perhaps that's a huge mistake. We're going to use that money to go spend it in other places. Lux is a nice hitter, and Lux is fine. Lux isn't even in the same universe as those other two guys. He's nice. He's, he's a good hitter. But there's Seager, there's Turner, and then there's a big drop-off. There is, the but there's also $625 million between those other two players. Yes, but, Slee, this is not the Seattle Mariners that we're talking about. This is the Dodgers. They have 4 million fans a year. I'm they not. got an $8 billion television contract that they're pinching pennies. Look, I'm not saying you give it to everybody. You don't Mets it or Padres it. Yep. But pick a guy. I'm not arguing don't spend, and I'm not saying that they don't, they don't make money, but all I hear is no, but that's not what the Dodgers do. So stupid. I'm, and, and that's fine if you were hitting occasionally. That's fine if you were – 
that's not what we do, but we are going to tweak it here. But just being dogmatic in this is not what we do ever. That's the root of the frustration is, 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 is nothing is changing. This, is yeah. getting us where we saw again last night where one of your most popular players just did exactly what he'd done for you for another team three years later. Here's the good news. Your team can make payments right now. <laughs> My team is taking out a line. That's of credit my point. Right they're now. not insolvent like some other major league teams. They well, have they the are. ability to pay, make payroll, and they're not even doing that. I'm going to ask Disney to send a portion of my check <laughs> down to San Diego yeah, to help like, support the franchise. There you go. Take two and a half percent each week and send it to Peter Seidler. Who needs a 401k? Who needs it? Factor cap coming up next. <laughs> it's Travis Slee, seven ten ESPN. Hey guys. Uh, yeah, uh, I hope you guys have really a lot of fun tonight, to, this afternoon. And you have That's not numbers. true. I hope you have a ton of fun. <laughs> she uh, hopes the place is closed by the time we get there. Oh, we <laughs> ran out. We ran out of meat. You guys, you guys have nice conversations with the listeners, and you guys have a fantastic time. It's great. Um, so today is Jimmy G's birthday. Happy birthday, Jimmy G. You're newly benched. That's a lovely thing for you to have for your birthday. But... Jimmy um, G, come on in here. Two things. Number one, happy birthday. Number two, you're not playing anymore. <laughs> exactly. That's probably how it went. But yeah. one thing that Jimmy G is known about, while you're, uh, the, girl, the women in your life may not know Jimmy G's play on the field, they do know that that's Jimmy Garoppolo over there. So he is the hottest football player ever. Travis Fedrickab. That's your question to us. That yep. is. Well, I will answer it like, I, I'm going to say fact, and I'm going to give you a, a reason why. Jimmy G is the only one that if I'm flipping channels watching football and Susan knows that he's connected to that particular team, whether it's the 49ers or the Patriots or the Raiders. Hey, where's Jimmy G? Why is he not playing today? <laughs> like he, she, he, He's the only one that gets brought up regularly. So I'm sure there are other handsome quarterbacks and handsome players, but he's the only one that has my wife's full attention despite being a bum behind center. Al, does Lady Slee like uh, Jimmy Garoppolo? I don't think she knows who he is, and okay. I'm going to keep it that way. <laughs> need any of this competition. Is he the ESPN Southwest Florida, believe it or not, did have a ranking. Uh, Garoppolo was number one on that list. Of course. Probably got to go five. I had a ranking one. last listen, year. Listen, listen, here's, here's the deal with him. I'll still always remember this. Remember that it was a Warriors game, right, where he's sitting courtside. Some really good-looking athletes that are sitting courtside with him. Well, George Kittle was there. Yes, he's the distraction. (laughs) He's he's the wingman, the the buddy. No, yeah, Kittle, he's the friend. Thank you. You got to have that. Christian McCaffrey was there. And these, the the dance squad, cheerleaders, whatever it was, literally didn't see anybody else but Jimmy G. Well, uh, Christian McCaffrey's spoken for, so maybe yeah, but that. I, I, it <laughs> could I be. I, 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 I don't think it had anything to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess I have to go fact on that one. All right, Jorge? Yes, and I burned the same thing as Susan. <laughs> She's like, oh, and then I have actual footage when I was on the field on the. Oh right, uh, yeah, I have actual footage of Jimmy G, and I'm like right in front of him, and and then Brenda at some point when I'm reviewing this footage, she's like, "Can you stop it there for a little bit?" It's like, look at look, he's, look at his eyes. Look he's at his very eyes. handsome. It's he hard. It's, handsome. it's hard to argue anything other than he's very yeah. handsome. Yeah, uh, I also so happy birthday, Jimmy. I'm glad. I hope you listen to the segment. And you love it. Um, is Aiden O'Connor O'Connor O'Connell or Connor? Do we know what Connell the, Connell Aiden O'Connell is he? Dreamy? Uh, not as dreamy <laughs> as Jimmy G. And okay. also, you know who's going to give Jimmy G a run for his money? Sam Hartman. When he's there. Oh, yeah. Uh, the quarterback Notre for Dame. Notre Dame. That Su- is something Su- you stop for. Susan had a, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the Notre Dame quarterback. No, I know that, but who is he? What's his name? Where'd yeah. he come from? 
Okay. I'm, I'm so, canceling our cable. <laughs> so this next one, I'm gonna play a piece of sound for you. Uh, so this is from so Philadelphia. The offensive linemen last year did this. So they do a Christmas uh, album where they they sing the songs. And so I'm gonna play the beginning of this one for you. And this is Jason Kel- Kelsey singing to begin this. What are you talking about this is about Santa Claus coming to Philly. This is about this is about Santa Claus coming to Old City. It's about him coming to North Philly and Kensington and Brewery Town and South Philly and Point Breeze and many. Alright, so this can only work in Philly. Al, Fatter Cap. Oh, I'm gonna go Cap. This is a pretty good hype video right there. I kind of like that. I'm all right with it. And, you know, you kind of know what every Christmas song is going to be like, and it's not like I was felt like I was ready to go march with them or something. Let's go Santa Claus! <laughs> I, I, I think that works outside of Philly. I go cap on that. Jeff? I'm with Al. I, it works best in Philly. Yeah, yeah. That's but right. but it works it's good. Snowballs at, at Santa. It when it, you got to have the right guy doing it. Jason Kelsey is the yeah, right guy good. doing it. He's a good, crazy hype guy, and it feels real. It feel, I come back to it all the time. Authenticity matters. That's authentically Jason Kelsey. It's authentically Philadelphia. But if that dude were here playing for the Rams and he did that, so I'm, I'm getting fired up for sure. it. Yeah. They were only missing a John. And again, from living in Philadelphia for like a hot second, I was like, oh, yeah, I recognize all those places. It's like saying, it's like, you know, if you got Highland Park and yeah. you got Echo Park and you got Silver Lake. Nothing works better on what a hype thing like that than shouting out local points of knowledge. It's like why the I Love LA works. 100%. Because you're like, oh, that's the support. Santa Monica yeah, Boulevard. Exactly. We I'm love up. it. Jorge? Uh, no, I, 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 <laughs> Samo. Samo. No, I, I love it. It's it, it's uh. He's doing something that it's been done in the past, but he's giving his own take to it. It's fresh. It's it, it, it works anywhere. I like it. And if you hear on the radio, can you imagine hearing this after Mariah Carey as you're yeah. driving around? Like, or dude, this if perfect. Billy wins a big, like a, yep. a big game in December and yeah. you're like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, you're right. It's so funny. So I listened to the New Heights podcast that comes out on Wednesdays uh, with uh, Jason and Travis, and it's so funny because they were talking about, uh, you know, they're asking no dumb questions about signal calling and it's just so funny to hear jason call through this stuff and he's like shouting into the mic and i'm like this is pretty loud but it was it was just funny to hear them talk about that stuff so i love i'm i'm i love the kelsey brothers right now so tori lavello the uh the manager of the arizona diamondbacks after the loss last night he had this to say following the loss he says i want to run away and hide for a few days i want to go camping and just sit in the tent and suck my thumb and eat ice cream is that the weirdest answer you guys have ever had and ju- just let it run its course the way it's supposed to. So he's just saying, this is how I'm going to deal with sadness. I'm going <laughs> to let it happen to me, and then it's going to be okay. So this is the way you deal with something when something bad happens to you. Jorge, Fender Cap. Uh, I think we all have. That's a very unique way of putting it. Uh, I don't know what I would do if I'm sad. I guess just lock myself in a room, I guess. But, you know, the fact that he's very open, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's being sarcastic about this. But it's I don't think he was. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure not. if he was. Well, you maybe think so? not. Well, I don't I think mean, he's going to actually do it, but right. I think I think I he's thinking I, about I, it. I, I, uh, everybody has their own ways. Yeah, let's leave it at that. It is, I forget the setup to the question. Just after losing in the World Series, I don't know if they asked like, "Oh, what are you gonna do tomorrow?" Yeah, no, I I love the answer because it is so transparent and raw. He was this close 
to realizing the ultimate professional accomplishment in his life, winning the World Series as the manager. You, this close, and it didn't happen. And the only thing – he knows that, you know, with time, you'll, li- you'll live with it like we all Heels do when things don't go – when it doesn't go your way, in the moment, all you want to do is, can you just leave me alone? Can you just let me deal with this? How I, Whether it's eating ice cream or sucking your thumb or whatever it is, but – I'd much rather hear him give that sort of answer than, well, sometimes baseball, it's the team that's hottest. It's not the best. And sometimes you just got to make sure that, you know, you go in there and sometimes it doesn't go your way. And the starting pitching, you know, the high school pitchers don't pitch a deep in the game. Stop! Dave, I got a follow-up question. Yeah, yeah it, it's being emotional when you have your guts torn out is fine. It's okay. It's normal. It's human. It's why I loathe Russell Wilson. Because something terrible happened to him. Sure. Well, so guys, get him next, next time we're going to go out there and we're going to make sure. What the hell? You just lost the Super Bowl four seconds ago. Be pissed off. Be sad. And Corey Lave- or Tori Lavello was sad. And yeah. you're supposed to be sad. How? Um, cap. It's fact and cap. There's some things that he said about going camping that I'm all in for. <laughs> yeah. That part I absolutely love. I think sucking the thumb and just sitting there and not <laughs> not leaving the tent, I probably wouldn't yeah. be doing that. To be honest with you, any time that it's like, what the hell is going on here? I find nothing better than just being outside. I don't care what it is, but like locking myself in a bedroom probably is not any good. I'm just going to sit there in my own thoughts and my own emotions. Get me outside. Let me yeah. feel a breeze. Let me feel the sun. Let me just this go. This isn't a factor cap, but what's everyone's like wallow meal? Like, you know, when you're like the lowest of the low. Got it. You're like, I got to go eat yeah, this food. Got it. What is yeah, it? Pizza every time. Literally every time. Pizza. Just give me give me pizza. Give me some wings. Can I get some wings too? Uh, pizza and wings. Uh, that's like my perfect setup. I don't think I have one. Well, no, you do. You have the, the I have a burgers. Hung, I have a hungover meal, but okay. not a sad meal. Okay. Like, do you I, overeat when like when you're stressed? I actually I do that. Kind of do the opposite yeah, typically. I do that. Yeah. And work out a bunch. Well, when I've been the most stressed in my life was when I was the thinnest. When I was on the verge when I when I saw that the gun was being loaded and pointed in my direction a few years ago and I knew it was coming, I lost 50 pounds. Mm. So if you lose a lot of weight, you should be concerned. <laughs> you should be very worried. I either have a disease or I'm about to get fired. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, means, yes. Jorge, what about you? Do you have, yeah. a, do you have a wallow meal? You're like, that means I'm doing great in my career right now. <laughs> I think any drive-thru. Any any drive-thru uh, that gets you by, like it could be whatever's the first thing you see, like Taco Bell. Talk, Chick-fil-A. Taco it doesn't matter, yeah. Yeah, any, any drive-thru gets you. Do you have the shame by. spiral after? Because it's like this... I'm already down, and yeah. now I just ate something that I know I yep. should not have done. And then you're just sitting and in the, the couch. And you know where like, my what, shame what is? My shame is in the morning. Mine's instantaneous. My shame <laughs> is I can't believe I just ate all of that, and it's midnight, and then at 7 a.m. I'm like, you're an idiot. Mine's yeah, mine is when Brenda's like, you didn't even pick up the wrappers, dude. Like, there's a trash can. It's the trail of tears, only it's taco <laughs> <Yeah>. raptors. <laughs> I'll get them. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you mentioned Bruce Boshi Slee, and he yeah. just won the World Series for the fourth time Damn. in five tries. Damn. Sometimes the you know the hottest team. Yeah, why is he why is he won eighty percent of the time? Where's his bad luck? That's next. It's Travis Slee, seven ten ESPN. We've got our draft coming up in the 12 o'clock hour. We've got our NFL picks against the spread coming up in the 12 o'clock hour. And Slee, what you, time uh, in the 12 o'clock hour? Uh, we got both of them coming up in the 12 o'clock hour, M. I, I never can remember which one goes where. So Draft first at nude and then NFL picks at 1230. Yes, that's what I was just that's about just to say. Em, are you listening? He said that. I was just about to say that. I st- I, hand to God, true, right now. 
I still don't. You just said it, and I still don't remember. Now you're confusing me. <laughs> which is which is at twelve? The draft. Draft. Draft, draft is at twelve. Twelve thirty. Picks at twelve thirty. D comes before P. Draft in in that order. That's how I remember. Speaking of D, Demarco Farr is going to be here tomorrow, so he's going to join us uh, on the on the phone tomorrow. That game is tricky. Slee, they they're in Green Bay taking on the Packers. Yeah, uh, Packers are bad, and the Rams are in a transition, shall we say? Yeah, I think whoever wins that game, whoever loses that game, knows exactly what they are. Right? The Packers have only won two games. The Rams mm-hmm. have only won three. So. The Rams would be leaving I, I, with three wins or four, and that it's funny that you actually put it that way, right? The, somebody's going to think, "Hey, we we still got a heartbeat," and I guess mathematically you do, yeah. But spiritually, what are we talking about? Like, okay, where, where I, are we? Can I lay? lay out both for you? If they're four and five, and you go into the bye, right? They got a bye after this. They're four and five. They go into the bye. Any chance Matt Stafford comes back after that? Sure. Okay. So let me let me then, for the sake of argument here. If you said they could be four and five and then get the buy and Matt Stafford could come back, or you have the option, you get to pick on this, or you have the option of being three and six and you know that it's a wrap, it's over, you're not making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Do you want that small percentage chance with, listen, I'm going to, I know, we know what the team is. Yeah. We know that the mm-hmm. team at the absolute best is sneaking into a playoff spot. That's the absolute best they're sneaking into a playoff spot. And then probably not going anywhere from there. A road game and, and whatever happens from there. Philly, San Francisco. Yeah, it's probably going to be something <laughs> like that, right? Would you rather have that and still have that chance? Or do you want it to just, you know what, just uh, end my misery, get to three and six, and let me know 100% that the Rams are not making the playoffs? It's clarifying, that the second scenario that you're talking about. Because, look, what what is – there are three options. To rank these three options for me because they're, it's a very clear order in my mind. I'm curious if you have the same. The three options are you finish with minimal wins, three or four or five, okay. right? And you pick inside the top ten. If you have three wins, maybe you pick inside the top five, maybe even better than that. Option two is you win seven or eight and you just miss and you're picking somewhere in the teens, maybe the high teens. Option number three is you make the playoffs – but you run into a, a a really difficult team like Philadelphia or San Francisco in the first round and get beat. I guess the fourth option is you shock the world and you beat somebody and you keep going. There's but then that's I, that, I, I think we both agree. I don't think that's. I, I I don't either. So of those three options, mm-hmm. what, what what is if you are a fan like I am, the best option of those three is counterintuitive as it is. I think is to start to be good enough again to win a Super Bowl. Just creeping into the playoffs, I don't think helps you do that. How much do you think it affects them if they just crept into the play? Like, why is that going to have a significant effect on them? They're not going to win three games. They're probably going to be in the range of five or six. That's just going to naturally. I, I think, think so. that's just going to naturally happen. I think so. So I think with that being said, or the thumb is hurt. Yeah. And you play with Brett Rippon for until the thumb isn't. And we'll mm-hmm. see how long it takes for the thumb to get hurt. Would they hypothetically, if that was going to be the case, wouldn't they kind of wouldn't they probably announce that by I, now? I, I think so. And I don't. And again, I don't. It think, sounds like to me there is no where you know. Les Snead's not wired like that. Waving and the Sean flag. McVay, sure as you know what, is not wired like last that. Last year, neither they, is they, Matthew Stafford. Last year, they convinced themselves when it was like, okay, that guy went down, that guy went down. Let's, you know what? Why are we bringing these guys back? There's no need to. 
So even if they're not wired like that, I still think they're smart enough to understand. But last year was more clarifying. It it was, Sleep, but they didn't get there until it was a cold, hard fact that it was over. It was because right now it's not a cold, hard fact. It's it's a it's a long shot. It's the 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 path to finding that your way there is tricky, but it exists. Last year, that what you're talking about really didn't start to happen until it was over. The fact, the problem was. It was over super early, so basically half the season was what you're talking about. Well, we thought you were ready. But what? I know, I thought you were. I, I thought, I, she I thought was I heard in. her too. Yeah, she was coming yeah. in. I didn't second say ago. anything. Oh. Sorry, okay. guys. We're just, we're just looking. We <laughs> felt fault. like you. I thought you she was to coming something. in. So we. I thought we're... she was going to change her mind about the tacos. Hey guys, guess what? <laughs> I was able to reschedule that fake thing I have this afternoon, and then going to come have tacos thing. with you. Yeah. <laughs> She's rewatching the World Series. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I would take of the scenarios that you just mentioned to me. I'm a big believer in this, and I know I'm not telling you that they would have success, but if you get a shot to make the playoffs, I take the shot of making the playoffs because they're not going to end up with two wins or three wins or four wins. I don't think. I think they're going to end up at about six okay. wins. I, I think. Yeah. And six wins. You know how you meant four games, Brett Rippin. But, That's how but, you win four but games. But do you agree that then they would have the info that would have came out on Matt Stafford? I think would have been different. We'll see. We'll see. There's Matthew, there's there's time. Matthew Stafford. They've got a buy after this one, so there's some time to to get some of this squared away. I agree with you. I think you try to get to the playoffs until you're until certain you you're not. But but but, but this week is uh, this week will tell you this. They're three and six. They ain't making the playoffs. You know what the problem is? They're three and six. They're not making the playoffs. And then I think it falls into what you're saying. Clear. Do they now make business decisions from there? If they're four and five and they beat Green Bay, they're not. No, they're not going in. I, I, I agree with you. They're not going to. But the problem with this whole plan, they're not bad enough to drop out of it. Right? They're they're better than I think they I thought they were going to be. They're they're not great, but they I thought they're coming not into the season. Either. That no, they're not. Yeah. But I thought that this season could be a two-win season, a three-win season, and I agree with you that three seems like they, I already have three. Yeah. So, they already, but they already banked it in. I, I thought that three might be the total. They're not. You're, you're probably right. It's five or six, or maybe even seven, which is worse than three. Mm-hmm. Seven is worse than three because it pushes you outside of that top. T- and you know, I get it that the drafts a crapshoot and everything else, but if you pick inside the top five, I think the odds are pretty good that you're going to get a good player that you're going to have an opportunity to do these things. If you're picking outside of the top 10, I don't know, if you just barely or if you just get in and get smacked around, now you're picking 20th? Yeah. That's a totally different animal. All right, our Veterans Day golf tournament presented by Subaru Benefits, the Fold of Honor, Friday, November 10th at Black Gold Golf Club. The tournament is sold out to win a playing spot. Go to our Instagram page, at ESPN Los Angeles, for all the details. Of course, it's all presented to you by Subaru. Love, it's what makes Subaru a Subaru. All right, draft. M, right? Yeah. Yes. Draft, coming up next. We're (laughs) drafting famous mustaches. I like it. It's Movember. Let's do some mustache drafting. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.